there was, I think, this naive belief that the internet would make things more easily verifiable. Like we could, we could actually like confirm more things. But I think it, in many ways, just like amplifies noise. Um, or at least like social networking does. I don't know about the internet in general. And here we are, back again with my two friends, talking today about a book. Hooray. What's going on? <laughs> What's up? Not too much, man. Gonna get back into deep work by Cal Newport. But first, a word from our sponsors. Yeah, a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Coffee. It's my main sponsor right now. Yeah. It's what time is it? Nine o'clock? Uh nine ten. Yeah. Not too early. Compared to Um, over here in Europe. Yeah. You know, I uh, this is totally not about deep work by Cal Newport, but it's on my mind, so I need to say it. I saw this picture, and it's of a charred remains of it. It looks like it's it's a picture of someone allegedly a body in Pompeii. So it's just this like charred remains of a Roman individual uh, who was engulfed in the molten hot magma of a volcano that destroyed this city and he's in this position where he's lying on his back and his hands near his hips near his crotch and the caption uh was like you know indicating that this man was uh perhaps masturbating (laughs) as he was engulfed in magma and simultaneously burning and suffocating to death and you know i think it's an apt metaphor for the world and oh here uh, we go the way <laughs> the way that we're currently living i think we're all we're all masturbating as the world burns maybe i'm wrong though maybe so it's not deep. As, maybe it's not as bad as that but uh seems to be seems to be that way. You mean we're enjoying ourselves too much right now while the world burns? Yeah, I think there's going to be not to get all doomy and gloomy, but there's going to be some event and I can't describe it. So basically this just makes me sound like a crazy person. But, you know, whether it's an economic shift, um whether it's uh something related to the climate whether it's uh, artificial intelligence. By the way, we should have talked about Elon Musk and Jack Ma and their debate on artificial intelligence that they had like a couple weeks ago. We can talk about it maybe next episode yeah, or right now. That. I'll just talk about it now. We can do whatever the hell we want. We can have we we don't have to talk about deep work. We can say we're talking about deep work and not even talk about it. <laughs> this is our podcast. It's our rules. We can do whatever the hell we want. True. <laughs> True. So anyway, that debate, Jack Ma versus Elon Musk, you can just watch the highlights. You can watch 10 minutes of highlights and the whole time, like Jack Ma's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned about artificial intelligence. I don't think humans are, are 
smarter than computers and they always will be. And Elon Musk is just like baffled by his his understanding of artificial intelligence. And um yeah, I think that's like a perfect example, you know. Um I think there are all these potential ways in which this generally bright and sunny world that we have can just be totally fucked. And what do we do? What do we do about that? What does the common person do about that? Do we just go about our day just smiling and happy? Or do we just sit in paralyzed fear of what's possible? You know, all of those things are like unpredictable. We can't really do anything. So should we just, should we just be happily ignorant and, and just hope it doesn't happen? Yeah, it's probably the paralysis by analysis problem with a lot of people. Right. Like, or, or it's the problem that people say, what can I change? Right. Like, yeah. if I would, like, what can I do now? Like, how would I change things if I turn around and say, okay, let's do this or that? Like, you know, we, we as I mean, one person alone, right? We've talked about it before. I think the most practical solution is honestly to start a commune. Like, Gather your funds with your closest friends and family. Buy land. Get some solar cells, something that gets you off the grid. Start to work the land. Get some animals, goats. They're easy. Chickens. You're going to need protein. Okay? Start to figure out how to survive on your own. Civilization. This is coming from a man. I mean, like, I didn't have power for two days not that long ago post-hurricane, you know? You cannot rely on these systems forever. The cult theme continues. <laughs> Join our cult. We're definitely going there. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good idea to live off the grid for a certain time just to experience that and learn these things. You never know what can happen, right? But then again, yeah. all these things that will or could potentially happen... I mean, I've heard of people that already purchased land very high above the sea level because they know mm -hmm. shit is going down. Um, and probably all rich, like there's probably a certain group of people that with a lot of money that already did that and own these kinds of oh, lands and sure. places in the world because they kind of know what will happen. And probably also scientists even that really, people that know all the facts and really know, okay, this is not going to work here. Or there's potential to be a really big thing happening are you guys familiar with the movie the big short it came out in 2015 sure it's on the u.s yeah. housing crisis um, really great movie really great story so the character that is played by uh christian bale michael burry head of scion um, investment um he so like they had this you know all these people shorted the housing mar market in 2007 2008 and that happened. We had this housing market crisis and these few individuals actually profited from this massively. Christian Bale's character, I mean, Christian Bale, um, the guy he played, Michael Burry, he did this. He figured out that this was happening and had this huge investment win. 
And what he shifted his focus to, he actually closed down his company, um, but reopened it, I think, in like 2013, 2014. What his focus was on at that point on, as far as investment goes, was like investments in water and gold. So like pretty, pretty basic things that he, uh, you know, seemed to think that were, you know, of the most important um, types of investments. And I don't know anything about that type of stuff, but it's just uh, interesting to me how someone like that would be interested in more tertiary uh, types of wealth rather than things that are related to like monetary value. Um, yeah, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I saw this influencer who lives in Miami Beach. He's this marketing guy. He's got like an apartment in this high rise. And uh, his story on Instagram, he was like videoing the water outside of his high rise. And like part of it was like right next to the land. And he was just commenting. He's like, is it just me or is this is the water level been rising? Like it looks like it's about to like go over that wall. This is crazy. <laughs> interesting and you know it's like i don't know what the apocalypse is supposed to feel like but that kind of feels like the apocalypse to me you know just kind of someone like that he's a successful dude he runs like a multi-seven figure marketing company and he's just like wow look at that man well i feel like the it's i don't know a thought could probably probably things evolve very slowly they're not happening in a bang like all the movies will tell you and every i mean it's you can already see it every year storms getting more powerful like the na nature is doing more crazy shit people have more are more afraid of certain things happening like it's a very slow process it's like the frog in the hot water right it's not like you, we are thrown into it like with boiling water it's like very slowly rising in temperature and it's just slowly happening. We don't know what's happening. And that's maybe why people are not really afraid right now because they, they always hear of these things and think, oh, this is in the, like, this is somewhere around some islands in the ocean or something, like these big storms. Or like, people are, like, we as human beings, like, we don't feel like connected to it until it really happens in our close circle, right? In our, right. In our communities. And then so it really affects feel, our day to day life, right? Exactly. That's why also you have things like the, um, I don't know, like in the U.S., what was the big thing with the whistleblower you guys had, like Snowden, right? Um, yeah. And I feel like not a lot of people felt really like connected to that because they couldn't really grasp the idea of what that means for their personal lives, like the information he provided to the public. Or how about uh Jeffrey Epstein? You know, yes. have you guys been hearing about exactly. this? I mean like I don't want to I don't want to dive deep into that because that's an insane can of worms to open up. But yeah, again, it's something where does it really affect anybody that the global elite are flying child prostitutes around and entertaining their friends on planes and private islands with them. Yeah. I, mean, I just want to fucking watch. I just want to watch the next episode of whatever TV show, whatever reality <laughs> exactly. TV show I'm, I'm watching I, and go about my day. Yeah. It's sad, but that's probably the truth. And like, if you browse Reddit threats and things on these topics, like you 
some of the things you listen some of the some of the things you you read are things where people say like yeah i like i knew it right like it's something i tell me something new about it of course the social elite is doing something shady like it's this this like people don't really have emotions to that anymore because they already assumed it like it's just no big news or if that there will be another article on that and people say like yeah tell me something i don't know right but the question is what do you do well you start businesses that change the world do you just nice. is, is it all just do you just make money do you just make as much money as possible and then what do you mean you know like what's the answer the answer to what i think elon has the answer <laughs> get off Mars. the planet <laughs> yeah yeah oh, but like, con- well, the answer is can uh, have a have a contingency plan it's I not mean, about the answers. It's about the questions you're asking, right? If you ask the right, right questions, you get the right answers. But uh, yeah. if people don't start asking questions or the right questions, they don't get the right answers. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is how to live the good life. Yeah. Not even concern yourself with any of these things. You know? Is that the right response? Just go about your day-to-day life as if everything's fine. Hmm. I mean, you should probably look at these things and decide for yourself what that means for you as a person, right? Who you want to be as a person, and then right. What are your live values? accordingly? Yeah, values. I mean, are you into children? If you are, ascend the ranks of society, join the elite. You can do whatever you want. That's, Maybe that's not true. You know, like that's probably I, what I also people on Reddit would say. It's probably not <laughs> as bad as we imagine it all to be but who oh, knows it's pretty bad i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i mean right. dude like there's so many documents released now that you have maybe from the 60s or 70s on what the government or at least the u.s government like from cia and fbi and all that stuff like all the oh, yeah. things that they're actually or were doing and what kind of technology they had what they did to Can acquire the technology imagine? Dude, like if that was already going on in the 60s and 70s or even 50s, think about what's going on right now, like in mind control facilities, everything, like all the technology, all the capabilities that we should already have in this world that would make life so much easier, easier that would extinguish world poverty or any kind of bad things in this world, like all the vaccines we would already have against sickness and disease in this world. Yeah. They're already they're already there. But like I mean, I don't know if that's even like, I don't even know if that's, uh, how do you say that? Um, um, like if you, if you stamp like, oh, the Illuminati or like the secret uh, agencies, governments or whatever, like, I don't think that's even a fantasy anymore. I think that's real. Like, I think that's, it's just common sense and common knowledge, I I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Well. I think there's like different groups, right? Like there's, yeah, you know, there are the, they're the political forces, right? Like the politicians. And then there are the government forces, like bodies, like, you know, like organizations like the CIA, FBI, and those don't necessarily have the same agendas. There might be some alliances between the two. Um, and then there's the sort of like the, the f- cutting edge of innovation, you know, like the, the tech, entrepreneurs that like those types of people have a different type of power than either 
at, to some extent, the CIA and FBI probably have that power, or the NSA, right? Um, but those are very different than like political power as well. And then there's just like Hollywood as well, you know, fame and, and fortune and the ability to, um, you know, sort of create culture. Um, and so it's like, is there, is there a common bond, a common theme along all those different groups and like all the different people that are at the top of those? Do they have some sort of, this is just turning into a conspiracy theory podcast. But uh, do they have <laughs> some does. sort of common interest? What is that common interest? Is it to, is it some sort of sinister interest that serves them at the expense of the rest of humanity? Or are they good? Or do, do they really care about, you know, everyone else? You know, I mean, like, obviously, you know, look at Google's old, their previous slogan. Don't be evil, right? Like, that's the best. That's that's the best that a, a innovating tech company can do as far as their motivation. Let's just not be evil, and it's not even their slogan anymore. They're like, "Fuck it, we can be evil." Actually, evil's pretty good business. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's there's definitely. I mean. There's, I mean, it's probably power and money, or basically right. power, because money gives you power in these circles that connects all of them together. If there's, if there is a group like that, and what is what is the, an example of like the type of power that they have? You know, like what do they, what do they want to do? Everything, anything, and everything. That's the kind of power they're looking for. It's, I feel like when you get to the point where you can fly around the world at the drop of a hat and go to any place and really do anything with anyone like no what? that's that's the that's the that's the kids league basically i would right. say like flying everywhere on, with the snap of a finger that's probably like your entrance ticket in these circles not even yeah. entrance ticket the the real power they're looking for is the power to snap a finger and kind of like bring down a whole country Destroy people. Definitely. Destroy a whole government, like with just a few, like moves here and there. Like that's the kind of power we're talking about. They want to have power over markets. They want to have power over con countries, over continents. Like it doesn't. It's way. It's much higher than we can actually imagine. For us, like normal people, it's probably like, yeah, cool. I could fly everywhere I want if I would have that amount of power, right? Like that's just that's not cutting it anymore. And. Consider the fact that I think I read somewhere at some point that like one in a hundred people is like a soci sociopath or at least has sociopathic tendencies. I think and, I'm one of them. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. just the ten, like the the fact that in these higher circles, like business people are very high A type business people or people in these higher circles, they have, they have they most of them are these sociopathic tendencies, right? So mm -hmm. thinking about that and then thinking that these people are in charge and have the power to basically run countries, run uh, markets and everything. It's like we're dealing with some of them, we're dealing with some very evil and shady people. Like they, they, they lack empathy, right? Like, yeah. The question is, I guess, like to what extent is self-interest damaging or beneficial to 
humanity as a whole. So if you have the most powerful people who are also the most self-interested, what does that do for the rest of everybody? And like, to what, yeah, to what extent do we, to what extent should, pe- should the most powerful people care about the rest of the world? How dependent are they on humanity in general? You know, are they completely, in, are the most powerful people completely independent from the rest of us? And like, if everything goes to shit, then it doesn't really even matter. They're going to be fine. I don't know. Who knows? Like, they don't think long term, I would say. Uh, if you're really dealing with these kinds of people that have a big lack of empathy for everything else but themselves, like, they don't think about anyone else. They think about well, think how much power they're they thinking, can apply. They're thinking fairly long term, but in their own self interest. Right? Exactly. They're thinking about where they could be in That's 10 years I mean, yeah. from now, but right. not in relation to like maybe to the people they care about, like maybe their family. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, we're assuming a lot. The problem is, you can, I think it's hard for us, like, the same way as it is hard for those people to emphasize with us, like thinking about these things, it's hard for us to actually emphasize with these people because we, we lack the ability to not care, right? Like, I, I would say... I don't care. What, you don't care about your close ones and people in your community? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, like I care the about fact family. that you talk about climate change and everything, that shows that you have interest and in like kind of yeah, like... Yeah, but like only to the extent that it like does anything to me right i mean exposed (laughs) no i mean like no but i I would still i would still say you're a caring person like that's kind of i would say your character you care well you uh you overestimate me marlon no this is how i got to know you so i don't think you would pretend right now it's all just a, a thin veneer yeah Really, I'm dead. Who knows? Inside. Maybe you are, you are a <laughs> psychopath or something. I don't think I'm a very successful psychopath if I am one. I feel like I should. I would be a lot more. Yeah, you would be probably. different if you really are one. Like they can adapt pretty quickly. We'll and see. Pretty well, give me another. Give me another year or so. I mean, I've changed my physical appearance a couple different times. You know, I used to have long hair and a beard. I think that is kind of a tendency of of psychopathic people is to like change their settings and the way that they look pretty i mean there's a test you can make there's a checklist you can go through well i definitely have i think i definitely have like adhd or something and i think i have some sociopathic tendencies i don't know sometimes it's hard for me to empathize with people um but um i think everyone has difficulty with empathy as well like i think we're all self-interested to a certain extent and also, if we think about it from just an evolutionary standpoint, like let's say the most powerful people are the most self-interested, the most sociopathic, that would indicate that all of us at our foundation have that drive to some extent. Because I would imagine, well, I mean, you know, there's probably a counter argument to like, it's very difficult to live and survive on your own in the wild or, you know, in some sort of tribal environment, like humans have evolved through having these like group you know cooperative um movements is that the case now do people still have to like rely 
on each other. I think to a certain extent, right? Like you have to have some ability to, to cooperate and have like reciprocity um, in order to, to get things that you want on some level. Um, but what, do you get to a certain level where you're just, I guess that's like when you get to the fuck you money level where you don't have to do anything for anybody that you don't want to do. That's probably like, you know, multi-millionaire status or some something and at, at that level where it's like there's not as much need to cooperate anymore. Um, but yeah, again, what like how much psychopathy is good? <laughs> How much is like actually helpful versus, you know, hurting you? I don't know. I don't know. You want to talk about deep work? Let's talk about deep work. Well, I guess we don't even have to get started on that because there's not much time for this. Yep. No, let's do it. We'll get, we'll get into it real quick. (laughs) No, let's stick with the topic right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What else? No, but like maybe an interesting question is, uh, putting this back into business like how much like just these people that are high up like ceo of apple elon musk like how much of these people are like that right like do they really care like how much is marketing how much is branding of these companies especially apple being so proactive about environment or trying to be and health and everything or how and how much of that is actually just serving like a, a market that is under uh, underserved right now right like how much of it is it just seeing a piece of market share and think oh we can actually go in there and like let's promote the shit out of it and how much of it is really this is actually a value of the company that we really want to promote to other people right yeah i mean i think like anybody that is at that level of success it's the most productive amount of psychopathy like i don't know i'm not a psychologist i don't know you know how to properly define these things we could probably google it and learn a little bit about it but like i imagine most psychopaths probably don't get that much done because they're too concerned with like their own self-interest and what they want today or tomorrow to actually build any sort of like long-term success i think it really depends on like how did they make their money also because making money is not that easy you have to provide value of some kind unless you're doing something illegal even though with illegal stuff you still have to provide value to somebody unless you steal it from somebody right so I think it's not not very productive. Yeah, I think first generation millionaires like people that hustled and achieved something, I think they gain a level of humility along the way of, you know, oh, doing business and stuff. And I think at the end they realize that well, there's nothing really they ha- they can like take to the grave. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just do something good for humanity in the end. Mm. right yeah if you if you talk in terms of products it's probably well but then again like i haven't read the biography but like steve jobs biography he was widely seen as a being a douche right like right he was bossing around his employees and like wasn't really a nice person 
but still provided a lot of value to the customers with the products he did, right? Or but, they did right. under his guidance, I guess also right? is the question is like, who perceived him as douchey? Maybe he was yeah. very uh, like, you know, persistent on people uh, delivering the best product. Of and course. then like he insulted somebody and he was like, what a douche. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's a, it's a mix. And I we should probably get away from terms like psychopath and everything. Like I think in these terms, it's really much like they definitely have certain character aspects to them that seem very much specific and particular to others and not really nice. Um, but that doesn't make them crazy or something, right? Like it's just probably more a social issue in these situations where they, uh, depending on the person, hard time to get adjusted to social environments and getting their point across and like leading, being a leader and their values as well, right? If they value certain things more than others and that clashes with other people, um, makes the thing much more difficult. Did you guys see this uh, this news about the CEO of WeWork? No, WeWork, which is this like co working like huge company. That's actually they they went. I don't know if they recently went public, but like they've you know a lot of been a lot of people have been questioning like the actual value of the company and like what it's really worth and the perception of it as a tech company rather than like a real estate company. But anyway, this article came out and I saw a couple people talking about it, where uh, allegedly Adam. Uh, Neumann, the CEO of WeWork, has told multiple people that his his goal is to become the world's first trillionaire, and he's also told multiple people that, or no, this one this has actually told at least one person that he hoped to one day become Israel's prime minister, and president of the world so you know this guy's like is he sane i don't know you know like obviously elon musk is like a pretty good example of at least at least his brand i don't know i don't know what any of these people are like in person and what's real and what isn't what is real and what isn't real in the world in general i don't i don't know um but at least elon musk is someone that like the perception of him is very much like oh He's sane. Not only is he sane, but he's like actually all of his work is about saving humanity, pretty much, right? Like that's the that's the way he, he that's the picture he paints, at least, right? And then you got this guy who wants to be president of the world. So there's a spectrum, obviously, from some of them that are out of their mind some of them that are you know yeah but like very... these are quotes you can take like you can quote anybody they can seem like crazy yeah. right so i would love to know where these things and who are the people that snitched on him right <laughs> if he <laughs> exactly. told at least one person about this whole like president of the world and stuff like who snitched yeah. who was the guy that snitched here like why yeah. tell this the press dude probably like, someone why? that wasn't a big fan of, yeah obviously you know. and then if it was a close friend's even worse then like what the heck? And if it wasn't, like, why would he tell somebody that? And like, was yeah, it more exactly. in a joking way or not? Like, who knows? But well, what is definitely the case is that journalism is at an all-time low, and society in general, right? Like, you really can't trust anything that is published in any 
like from the New York Times to, you know, the National Enquirer, it's all, they all just publish whatever the hell they want, regardless of whether it's true or not. So like, what do you, what do we really know about anyone based on these? I mean, I think it's just human, human nature. Like, you know, people were talking a lot like it's just in these times it's very easy to get something to appear in somebody's eyes instantly across the world and back in the day like there were newsletters that were just you know housewives talking with each other and like spreading rumors and now it's just you know in the internet and it's just human nature i think yeah you definitely have to put more effort into doing your own research nowadays you cannot really trust yeah. the first source that you find. You really have to dig deep. Go on the third or fourth or fifth page of Google and not just the first and second, right? That could really lead to false information because things can be manipulated. And we know it because we're in the we're kind of in this world, right? Like SEO, marketing, branding, all that stuff. Like it's really easy to get your page up there. Like of course Google tries definitely now than now more than in the past to to validate what's what's up there and like people get to the first mm. or second page not just by relinking their page or something but really valuable content um but still Strange. like you have to do your own research and people that don't do their own research it's tough like to really uh find the right information or the really true information and what then again what is true nowadays right like even if you think something is real there's still a chance this could be like, how do you know for sure, right? Right. Like, it's just the name of the publication. You may be associated with a history of like, yeah, they were always right or they, they were kind of re-saying the things that I was believing in anyways. And then... Yeah. How well, much yeah, I mean, I think, true. you know, truth is hopefully like an evolving thing, right? Like, like seeking deeper understanding, seeking... uh uh yeah, just further understanding of, of concepts. Like that's like, I, I think that's fairly scientific. You know, like you hypothesize about something, you test that hypothesis, you might get some indicators pointing to it being correct. You know, you have peers that also test that. And the more that there are indicators that that is correct, the more likely it is for it to be true, right? But like, obviously that's not how, how information is distributed, you know, um, via the internet. There, mm. there was, I think, this naive belief that the internet would make things more easily verifiable. Like we could, we could actually like confirm more things. But I think it, in many ways, just like amplifies noise, um, or at least like social networking does. I don't know about the internet in general. Um, and I saw this funny cartoon recently where like this guy like he's reading some sort of article that he disagrees with and he's like hmm let me get to the bottom of this and like goes to google and searches something and like clicks on the first article that provides evidence that he agrees with and he's just like ah yes yeah, see i knew i was right about this yep and it's just you know i mean like if the answer that you want is out there you know and you can find that and if that's all you're looking for you're going to be you're you're going to be a-okay you know you're going to be very comfy snug 
in your little blanket where nobody is really questioning anything about you. But if you want to like know the truth, that takes some fucking research. You know, that takes, you've got to be okay with like not, you probably can't handle the truth, right? Like you, you've got to be okay with the fact that, uh, you know, that that's not an easy process. And most, most of us are just going about our day-to-day lives living and existing in the unknown. Although there's this perception of it all being figured out, of everything's okay. We're always going to have this like wonderful, sunny, beautiful, well-run civilization. And we'll just keep doing our jobs, making our money, and live happily ever after. And maybe that is the case. Hopefully it is, right? I mean, life's not so bad. Yeah, but... It's pretty sweet. It sounds it sounds cool, yes. Unfortunately, there are certain things that happen right now that can not be disregarded, right? And that it I think the problem is it puts the internet puts more and more responsibility actually on us as a person that wants to find the truth than on the person that provides some article on the internet, right? It's easy to say, "Oh, I read it there." Like why would they write it, right? Like I just took whatever they wrote and like isn't that the truth? Like it's really much more on us now to think about what we actually read and then say, hmm, okay, let me research this further and then dig deeper and figure out what, what, what is actually true behind it or what's the actual story behind it. If it's out there, then you can definitely find it nowadays. Um, but that is yeah. too much work, right? Like for most people or like most of these topics they look up, they don't want to spend that much energy on it. They just want a quick answer. Like, it's the same thing yeah. with like these short-term gratification things. Like there's, I just want to look it up on Google, m- first page, click on a link, ah, there, there's the answer. Like I don't want to search longer than a couple of seconds. There's much more money in uh, sensational journalism than there is in investigative journalism. Like, like doing something, like following some sort of tip or lead that you've got on some, you know, huge case that you know if you crack it is going to change the way we all think about some industry or something and doing that for 18 months you know on one story like that that's a terrible grinding process compared to like writing some blog post that says the we work ceo is crazy you know based yeah. on one quote um but I again, mean, I'm not a I'm not a journalist. Who am I to critique these this whole industry? But we we know from documents and evidence that certain published papers and like like sources out there they're owned or at least manipulated or guided by certain government organizations and other powerful entities. Right? We know that already. Like we know that these if they don't if you go to your editor and say like, oh I have this great piece of like content here right like this is could be a really huge story and it's really like um like yeah that's really... like that's like a scene in the big short right like these these kids go to this guy who works for the wall street journal and they're like this is the we're, this is a breaking story you know like exactly. housing market is fake and he's yeah. like what do you want me to do like i've got i've got relationships with all these people on wall street you want me to just throw that out the window yeah. and publish his story you know like i got a family 
it's even i think if you're an, a journalist and have these big stories that are very controversial and you're very alone in that right it's, it could actually be quite dangerous for you as well right like yeah. like exposing that and like you could die you could just disappear like that that should happen and especially in countries where it's much more questionable right like imagine right. you're in russia south or something. america south Asia, america russia yeah like that that stuff like you have to really think who you want to like who you are and if it's worth it to you right if you want to mm -hmm. expose these things but like it's it's tough man like but then again like the public is looking at these people and hopes to get the knowledge and truth from these people that dare these things right like that that expose things that that are really of interest and really of truth because we yeah, need definitely. it right media is power um, yeah. for example the last invasion that Russia did in Lithuania the first thing that they went for with tanks was the television station mm -hmm. was the news kind of headquarter that's in order yeah. to like get it and then just like make the news <laughs> right control it yep yeah 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 it's uh, it's tough i mean so it's definitely do do? powerful What's the answer, Marlon? I need wise words. Well, I'm do your own it. research, first of all. Like, I still think it's just buy land. Like, check out, you know? Get away from everything. Okay, but you need to ask the right questions. Like, Marlon, what do we do? Like, what? We talked about so much now. Like, what do you mean? There's no one answer to all of these things. No, I you need one answer. Right I need questions. it to be that simple, okay? Um, yeah. I cannot give you the answers. It's true. No, nobody has the answers. It's I like, mean, it's like, have you know, fun. Have fun. Just have fun. Have a good, have a good time. Yeah. Life's man. great. Life's really great. Yep. You know, that's, that's the thing. That's really the synopsis here is like simultaneously, life is amazing and terrifying. Sure. And do with that what you want. You know, make the most of it. Yeah. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. So at least as the hot magma comes rolling down the mountain, you should at least just get one more wank in before you burn to death. <laughs> nice, drove it in <laughs> with the That's first the circle here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but what if you're a girl, a woman? I mean, same thing, right? Same it's just a little dip, yeah. different, different technique. <laughs> Got it. Whatever works for you. <laughs> Whatever works right. for you. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't have to be. Oh. Listen, if if you're if you love food, if that's your masturbation, then just fucking eat. You know, whatever it is, do that thing one last time. No, I don't think so. You know, I I think like there's probably something. There's probably some deeper meaning, right? I think what's more what's more interesting to me than than feeling good than like being happy. Is is feeling like I've I've made some sort of impact beyond myself, like having some sense of like deeper meaning, being connected to. And now I'm exposing myself as obviously not a psychopath, but um, yeah, I was uh, about to say that. <laughs> Got it. Uh, um, that's where that that's where I think things get like really interesting. Is like when you're making a difference um, for other people, and I think you know despite all the cynicism and like negativity that we've talked about here on this podcast, like that is definitely something that fuels a lot of highly successful people. 
is like the impact that they can have on communities or the world in general. Like, you know, all of the, everyone is more complicated than any headline, than any, any uh, estimation of them can, can really um, be. You know, you look at like Charles Koch, for instance, like this guy where like the Koch billionaires there, they run all these like chemical companies and stuff and the detrimental impact that they've had on the environment is really incalculable. Like there's no way of really knowing how much they've affected the world and uh, humanity's existence. But at the same time, you know, this before this guy died, he has invested hundreds of millions of dollars into cancer research hundreds of millions of dollars into the arts, you know, like he's a huge philanthropist. And so like, at, to what extent is he a good or bad person? I don't really know how you can measure those things. You know, like we have our perceptions of, of, of anyone based on the values that we have. But again, like how much of that is really based in truth? I don't know. Life's awesome and terrifying at the same time. Do with it what you can. Yeah. Yep. It is. <laughs> Well, uh, I hope you guys learned a lot about Deep Work by Cal Newport. Another great book. Yeah, how do we episode. call this episode? Oh, man. I think that... it's just book club, right? <laughs> Not a book club episode. <laughs> well, we're going to do it next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back in. Easy. It. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, that's it. Um, outro. Who wants to do it? Uh, I did the last one. Daniel's turn. I can do it. Sweet. Go. For what it. should I say? Whatever the hell you want to, man. Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a script right now. Okay, cool. So thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe to hear more tips from us on how to survive the world of apocalypses and join our cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you next time. Nice. Nice. Perfect. <laughs>